You are listening to the weekly Bible lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church, Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. This is the lesson for Sunday, September 26th, 2021. Subject, Reality, Golden Text, John. Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Christ Jesus. Responsive reading. Second Kings, Romans, and Zephaniah. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed, and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes, that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Because that which may be known of God is manifest. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. The King of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil any more. The Bible, Psalm Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Isaiah For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about, and see. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call thy walls salvation, and thy gates praise. 
The sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee. But the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. Thy sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw itself. For the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. Second Corinthians Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. John So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down, ere my child die. Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, 
the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his whole house. And early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came, seeing. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words, and said unto him, Are we blind also? Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now ye say, We see. Therefore your sin remaineth. First Corinthians Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Colossians 
who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. All reality is in God and his creation, harmonious and eternal. That which he creates is good, and he makes all that is made. There is but one way to heaven, harmony, and Christ in divine science shows us this way. It is to know no other reality, to have no other consciousness of life than good, God and his reflection, and to rise superior to the so-called pain and pleasure of the senses. He who has the true idea of good loses all sense of evil, and by reason of this is being ushered into the undying realities of spirit. Such a one abideth in life, life obtained not of the body, incapable of supporting life, but of truth, unfolding its own immortal idea, Jesus gave the true idea of being, which results in infinite blessings to mortals. As mortals gain more correct views of God and man, multitudinous objects of creation, which before were invisible, will become visible. When we realize that life is spirit, never in nor of matter, this understanding will expand into self-completeness, finding all in God good and needing no other consciousness. Sickness, sin and death 
are the vague realities of human conclusions. Life, truth and love are the realities of divine science. They dawn in faith and glow full-orbed in spiritual understanding. As a cloud hides the sun it cannot extinguish, so false belief silences for a while the voice of immutable harmony. But false belief cannot destroy science, armed with faith, hope, and fruition. What is termed material sense can report only a mortal, temporary sense of things, whereas spiritual sense can bear witness only to truth. To material sense, the unreal is the real, until this sense is corrected by Christian science. Spiritual sense, contradicting the material senses, involves intuition, hope, faith, understanding, fruition, reality. Reality is spiritual, harmonious, immutable, immortal, divine, eternal. The realities of being, its normal action, and the origin of all things are unseen to mortal sense, whereas the unreal and imitative movements of mortal belief, which would reverse the immortal modus and action, are styled the real. Whoever contradicts this mortal mind supposition of reality is called a deceiver, or is said to be deceived. If the master had not taken a student and taught the unseen verities of God, he would not have been crucified. The determination to hold spirit in the grasp of matter is the persecutor of truth and love. Material sense never helps mortals to understand spirit, God. Through spiritual sense only, man comprehends and loves deity. The various contradictions of the science of mind by the material senses do not change the unseen truth, which remains forever intact. Sight, hearing, all the spiritual senses of man are eternal. They cannot be lost. Their reality and immortality are in spirit and understanding, not in matter. Hence, their permanence. Paul says, For the invisible things of him, from the creation of the world, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, 
Romans 1, 20 When the substance of spirit appears in Christian science, the nothingness of matter is recognized. Where the Spirit of God is, and there is no place where God is not, evil becomes nothing, the opposite of the something of spirit. If there is no spiritual reflection, then there remains only the darkness of vacuity and not a trace of heavenly tints. In Revelation 21, 1, we read, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. The revelator was on our plane of existence, while yet beholding what the eye cannot see that which is invisible to the uninspired thought. This testimony of Holy Writ sustains the fact in science that the heavens and earth to one human consciousness, that consciousness which God bestows, are spiritual, while to another, the unillumined human mind, the vision is material. This shows unmistakably that what the human mind terms matter and spirit indicates states and stages of consciousness. Accompanying this scientific consciousness was another revelation, even the declaration from heaven supreme harmony, that God, the divine principle of harmony, is ever with men, and they are his people. Thus man was no longer regarded as a miserable sinner, but as the blessed child of God. Why? Because St. John's corporeal sense of the heavens and earth had vanished, and in place of this false sense was the spiritual sense, the subjective state by which he could see the new heaven and new earth, which involved the spiritual idea and consciousness of reality. This is scriptural authority for concluding that such a recognition of being is, and has been, possible to men in this present state of existence. That we can become conscious, here and now, of a cessation of death, sorrow, and pain. This is indeed a foretaste of absolute Christian science, Take heart, dear sufferer, for this reality of being will surely appear sometime and in some way. There will be no more pain, 
and all tears will be wiped away. Let us learn of the real and eternal and prepare for the reign of spirit, the kingdom of heaven, the reign and rule of universal harmony, which cannot be lost nor remain forever unseen. When we learn the way in Christian science and recognize man's spiritual being, we shall behold and understand God's creation, all the glories of earth and heaven and man. I will now read the three daily duties from the Church Manual as given by Mary Baker Eddy. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day. Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life, and love be established in me and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A rule for motives and acts. Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to duty. It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged and justified or condemned. And from Science and Health Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep or when awake. This Bible lesson is prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It is comprised of scriptural quotations from the King James Bible and correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health, 
with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. For more information, please visit our website plainfieldcs.com. Thank you for listening and have a good day.